0: What's going on everybody? This is the All Things Real Estate Podcast. I'm your host, Jeremy Scott. Uh, Today we're going to be talking about note investing. What the heck is note investing? Uh, I didn't know as of, I mean I did, but I didn't know the ins and out of it as about six months ago, but I had heard the basic concept of it applied and how you can quite literally generate generational wealth and it hook, line, and to me big time because uh, I just... It, it there's nothing else out there like this. Um, basically, man, before I get too ahead of myself, let me start from the beginning. So, uh, note investing is just like the banks. Um, what a note is? Let's just, for simple matters, let's say a landlord owns a home outright, and they've been renting it out. Um, that same home, with no mortgage on it, can be a note can be create, created. Uh, otherwise known as seller financing or owner financing. And it's literally no different than a mortgage from your bank. Uh, The strong majority of you listening um, have a mortgage on your property. All that is is a note. The bank creates a note. They're collecting amortized interest over time. So what the idea of note investing is from a real estate standpoint is teach you how to play on par with the banks, how to create that interest wealth, Combining it with the landlord basic, uh, you know, what's the cash flow? I guess is the best way to put it. Um, this is kind of a newer, not newer subject because it's been around forever. But as the market's changing, which it currently is, we're right in the midst of it, um, and not for you know a two thousand eight level thing. It's it's a healthy, sustainable, not dip, just stall. Um, you know, obviously, we got to keep our eyes and ears peeled for what's going to happen. But as of now, there's you know, economy's great, lots of jobs, stuff like that. Rates are low. I'm not worried about any short-term situation like that. Um, but there's a few different types of notes. There's uh, short-term and long-term, and there's performing and non-performing. So, in a nutshell, a performing note is somebody who's been making payments on that note that was created long ago, and you know, collecting checks on a monthly basis just like you would pay your mortgage company um it's just an individual is receiving this so a non-performing is when you're not getting those payments done but it's amazing the amount of values you can go in when when someone hasn't paid their mortgage in a year now they have tons of rights and you do have to go through evictions and get a good lawyer again this is an advanced subject but it's it's something that i wanted to touch on in the uh You know, just so people can get an idea of what that is, plant the seed. And by the end of this podcast, I'm going to show you how, oh, he applied this to me practically uh, from a standpoint I could actually invest in note investing even though I'm a beginner and a newbie. Does that make sense? I I hope so. Um, But anyway, back to the non-performing. That's technically where there is a loan. You get it, and they're not – you get the home. They're not paying on the loan. You go through the eviction process, but then you – inherit this property that's worth so much more dollars, and you dealt with the problem. Here's a common thing. The bigger the problem you solve in in anything really, but real estate specifically, the bigger the paycheck it will be. I can tell you firsthand my biggest deals have come from the worst situations, aka people needed me to come in and help them out, and hey, it's not always about money. Everyone thinks it's always about money. Well, you you can't get anybody to sell a property for 70% minus repairs. Yeah, you can. And you can actually get it for more than that. But it's not you can't go into it hey i i I want to lowball you you're going to take this no you help somebody with their situation they develop a trust for you they know you're going to get it done and you're straightforward we are a for-profit business we're trying to make money hopefully that makes sense um so anyway i'm not going to keep this too long but i am going to go through it and any questions you have you know reach out i'll be happy to answer them specifically um I guess the villain of this story is traditional real estate investing and your passive uh, income. I guess most of you would associate that with Robert Kiyosaki, rich dad, poor dad, right? Uh, Yeah, it's all about cash flow. And he's right, getting out of the rat race and doing that. Now, he's got a very, very interesting strategy that I am not for, Um, because it's all about increasing debt as much as possible to get little amounts of cash flow and then store those away, take the money out of your businesses, and if anything goes wrong, you just foreclose on the home, or I'm sorry, uh, bankrupt the the business. Um, So again, I don't agree with that, but it certainly is a strategy to uh, rig the American economic system. But uh, anyway, so... I'm all for that. I have rentals, and I do short-term rentals in them because it's more of a cash flow. And again, just the world is changing, investing's changing, and short-term rentals are where things are going. So uh, trying to get ahead of that. But your traditional stuff is you either own a home outright, you rent it out, or you have a mortgage. And taxes plus insurance combined with the payment, anything on top of that rent-wise, not including repairs, not including vacancy issues, is your cash flow. So when you really run the numbers and you crunch the numbers and you add up all that, taxes, insurance. Okay, let me give you some some round numbers. So let's say you invest in a $150,000 house. It's good to go. You're ready to rent and make can rent for $1,500 a month. I mean, that payment is probably going to be, I don't know, twelve or $1,300 a month if you put down the, the minimum. But let's say 20%. So 30 grand, 120 grand. Your payment would be... I don't know, $1,100, $1,200, something like that, maybe less. But you'd be cash flowing. But then when you added the the uh, repairs and vacancy, how much of it does it, in HOA, how much does it eat up of that cash flow on a monthly basis? you see what I'm saying? And over time, you're really banking on appreciation as what we saw in 2008. I mean, all across the country, things were dropping 50%. And here locally, things hit, what, 10 to 15 from – I mean, I was not in real estate at the time, but – my studying of it. So, um, anyway, it's 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 a good what note investing is a good way to for the tired landlord to back off. Say, hey, I love the cash flow on those paychecks every single month. However, I am sick and tired of dealing with tenants beating the crap out of my home, not making payments, and having to pay for AC and roofs and stuff like that. You see what I'm saying? All that stuff adds up. So if your home doesn't appreciate. Or there's a market correction and you've over leveraged yourself and you have to sell, it puts you in a bad spot and it's all at the end of it not worth it. Well, the funny thing is in those situations that's where we come in and you know kind of solve a lot of those issues. So it's just a few things of kind of why I'm I'm not again I'm not anti I'm for it but there's it's a better way and uh, you know that's that's part of it. So note investing we'll focus on now kind of more specifically. Again, I mentioned in the beginning I didn't want to get too much into it. But you create a note with somebody who owns a home outright. So let's say 150 grand. You say, I'll give you this interest over the next 30 years, so 360 payments. I'll pay you X amount of dollars a month. Okay. So the idea is to get it set up and then create this note. So there's a party A that's a seller. There's a party B, me for, in this example, that's uh, trying to get the note created and pay this guy. Well, why the heck would I want to do that? Why would I want to acquire a property via owner finance? You you hope I'm probably starting to ask yourself at this point. Well, a few reasons. Number one, I don't have to go through a bank, and anytime you have to go through a bank, you have to put minimum twenty percent down for a rental, and I've already I've done it. And then second, your interest rate's like six percent. You can work with these guys and be like, look, you're not getting a rate of return like that. You know, you can't from a mutual fund. But what if the market collapses? This is guaranteed the whole time because. My goal is to acquire the property with as little or no money out-of-pocket as po- uh, as possible, frame this note, and then get it going, which opens me up opportunities on the backside. Now, here's where it gets absolutely fascinating in generational wealth. Again, it's not a subject I expect you to get and grasp the concept you know, right off the bat. I've discussed this with tons of my friends, very intelligent people that have money and they're young. And they're like, I love the idea of that, but there's no way I could repeat back to you exactly what you you just said to me. And so again, don't don't feel bad if you're not understanding this. This is a more advanced subject. But again, at the end, I'm going to teach you how you can apply it practically because you're going to utilize or leverage somebody else's knowledge to help you invest in real estate. Hopefully that makes sense. Um, So there's party A, seller. Party B, me. I have this note. Now on the back side there's a party C. Now I can rent it out and I have a lower monthly payment because I've worked with interest and all that and I rent it out for whatever amount or there's a lot of different options. you know you could short-term rental it out but the best one is setting it up and owner financing it on the to party C. So in theory, Party A, you set it up. Party B, I get into this home. I have payments set up on a monthly basis on a certain three or four percent interest. Okay. Ideally, I get in for zero dollars out of pocket. A lot harder said than a lot easier said than done. It's way, way not very, very possible. That's a better way to put it. Um, getting into the home on the backside, owner fin- financing it, charging ten or twenty percent down. So Party C gets Party B, which is me. 10 to 20% down on hundred fifty dollars is going to be fifteen dollars to $30,000 directly into my pocket. And I'm going to charge them not an outrageous amount of rent because uh, interest because that's not what I'm interested in. You're going to, you know, somewhere between 6 to 8, 9%. Um, and if my interest rate is, let's say, 4%, and I can even get 6%, that means I am cash flowing or arbitrage receiving payments with uh that 2% on a monthly basis. However, go back to the beginning, I got that lump sum 10 to 20% down, remember? Which is huge. That's a ton of money. Tell me where you know you can find 15 30 grand like that. Um unless, you know, you're illegally selling arms like war dogs, one of my favorite movies. Um so basically, where was I? You get that in there, party C gives a down payment. You have that. Now Again, this is where it's going to get pretty confusing, but it's incredible. You go down the, the line, right? So how interest works, if you're paying a less amount of interest, you're paying down more principal. If you're paying down more interest, you're paying down less principal. Okay? So A to B, I'm paying down 4%, which is more less interest, so more principal. So my payoff goes down. On the other side, C to B, They're paying 6 to 9% interest, right? So they're paying more interest, therefore less principal, therefore their principal stays higher over time and mine gets paid down quicker. So theirs goes like this and mine's going like this to where we quickly meet up. Now the most crazy, beautiful thing in the world is at the end of that term when it is paid off, there will be a difference that is a lump sum payment to me at the end of that term because of the way... The, uh, the the word that the banks use is hypothecation. The way that goes, but the arbitrage in between interest payment. So, I know this is an extremely nerded out, advanced real estate note investing thing. However, tell me that's not fascinating. Number one, and then number two, how does that apply to you? So, another beautiful thing, and I've said all that nonsense. Hopefully, you're still with me to get to this point. How do you apply it to yourself? Well. There's a lot of you out there that don't have $50,000 or more to invest. Um, But the beautiful thing about notes is you can sell partials. So remember, A to B, B to C. I set the note up with A. I have B. I own or finance it to C, right? Now there's that debt set up. You can sell part of that debt to a passive investor, pay them a return over a set amount of time, and give them an annual return of anywhere from six to ten percent, which is way more than you're going to get consistently from any sort of investment or mutual fund group. That that's uh, you can't be argued. Um, so being able to do that and apply it to you, let's say you have ten to fifty thousand dollars, you want to get one of these notes, or at least buy a partial of one of these notes. I want partial payments. I pay in this much, but I'm going to receive payments back on that money with interest every single month until our term is done. That's literally the basis of like a CD, a savings account, you know, whatever. So that's real estate investing on a tiny scale on one of the most advanced note investing subjects that there is. Uh, Excuse me, real estate investing. Um, Even more so, um, that's just cash in your hand, in your pocket. The most beautiful part about applying this to your direct life, I guess, if you will, most of you working a nine to five don't have time to do the real estate uh, investing, let alone known investing. So buying partials and buying that debt is going to be your extent of combining you know, that real estate investing with passive income. And I mean truly, truly passive income, not worrying about vacancy, not worrying about tenants, etc. You can use a 401k, Roth, regular, IRA, SEP, uh, what else we got on here? Uh, traditional IRA, Roth IRA, self directed IRA, any of that stuff. You can use that and invest. Here's the crazy part. Again, I, I, I don't want to go too deep, but I am. And I'm just, you, you'll want to listen to this multiple times. But using one of these things, you set up a Roth IRA and buy a partial, you can get it set up to where you're receiving payments to your Roth account. And we all know that Roth is after taxes, so you pay your taxes up front, and it's tax-free when you pull it, you know, on the backside, so you're receiving all these payments with interest that is tax-free on the backside. You can't do that anywhere else. I don't know how clearly I can be. Um, but anyway, it's it's all about, you know, a journey, and, and uh, you start out on... A tiny website or buy a book and then you you want to you know flip your first home or whatever because that's what you see on hgtv and it's amazing what the road will lead you down to in the end um, so anyway that's it for today's subject if you want to learn more reach out to me real with is a, a good way you can send an inquiry any of my social media things, um, or text me, 817-542-3965, or shoot me an email. So anyway, appreciate everybody listening, and I will look forward to the next time.